Hello, everyone. I'm Tony Lombardi with Russell Street Report, and welcome into another edition of Word on the Street, brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of hemp. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Today, I've asked Todd Karpovich from Russell Street Report to join me. Todd was on the scene today for another of the Ravens' voluntary OTAs. Todd, how are you and how toasty was it out there today? Doing pretty well. It was it was extremely hot. The Ravens they practiced the full two hours. Um, they had a good practice, but yeah, it, it was hot out there. I'll tell you that. Uh, it, was, it was over ninety degrees, and uh, it's supposed to get some rain tomorrow. So it's good they got their working because it might be abbreviated tomorrow. Right. So the attention always seems to focus on the guys who don't show up, Todd. And I believe of the ninety players that the Ravens have on their roster. 73 were in attendance, but it's those 17 that were not that uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Of course, the top of that list is Lamar Jackson. Any chatter out there about Lamar's absence? Uh, of course, of course, Lamar Jackson is going to be the topic of conversation until he shows up. And the Ravens, uh, I think they, they must have put out a, the PR staff must have put out a memo because they have a standard line. You're going to have to ask Lamar why he's not here. That's what we, we asked Craig Roman today about Lamar Jackson. And that was he. That's what he said. He said you have to ask Lamar, and that's what John Harbaugh said last week. So you know that that's that's the company line. Maybe I think Lamar. I do. My prediction is Lamar gets here next week to at least watch practice because the following week will be the mandatory mini camp. So and I, I, I also heard that he is in town. So um, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do think Lamar will be here next week, or if not, he has to be here in two weeks for the mandatory camp. Todd, do you get a sense that? Lamar is not there because it's all contractually related or might there be some lingering issues with that ankle? Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I think it's more the contract um, because, you know, today, I mean, Marcus Peters, JK Dobbins and David Ajabo were all here. They're all injured. They couldn't practice. They were on the sideline, coaching the players, talking to the players, doing some mild running. So, you know, Guys that are injured can show up and they can rehab here at the facility. So I have to think it's more to do with the contract. Lamar trying to—I don't know if Lamar's trying to make a statement or not, but he, he, he says, you know, they're voluntary, they're voluntary practices, and he's, he's, he's not taking part in it because he's a veteran now, I guess. He's a veteran. He's also the leader of the team, and I think there's a sense of responsibility that goes along with that. That's my opinion. Whether you are when you're the franchise quarterback. I think with that comes along some extra duties. And one of those duties is to be there during even the voluntary portions of the OTAs. And I get that it's a contract year. He's probably looking not to get nicked up out there and, you know, have an unnecessary injury prior to the contract, but he's the guy that's not talking to the Ravens about a contract. He wants to let his play on the field speak for him in 2022 yet he's not out there. There's just seems to be a confluence or a confusion, confusing topics here, Todd, that just don't seem to add up to me. Even if it was the injury that he was, he's trying to avoid because he's in a contract year, then why not just show up and talk to the guys? Just, just walk through things. You don't even have to go out there and throw, just, just be out there as a leader of the team. Any thoughts on that? By the media star, you know he's he's a, you know other quarterback Aaron Rodgers and Colin Murray have also missed practice, but all I was talking about is Lamar Jackson. You know if he shows up on the sideline and watches practice, 
there's no story there, you know. Um, and a lot of things, you know, he missed the last four games of the season with an ankle injury, and um, you know, he couldn't practice till the week of the Super, the day of the Super Bowl. So you know, he definitely needs to work. He needs to put the work in. And um, you know, I think all the Ravens defenders and all the Ravens coaches are cognizant of not coming near Lamar Jackson during these drills and have any chance of him getting hurt. So yeah, I don't think that would be the issue. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't understand the point Lamar's trying to make. He's trying to make a point. A couple of the guys that didn't make it out there. I mean, most of these guys are veterans of the seventeen, but a few that sort of jumped off the page at me because I think these players need to establish themselves. Guys like Ben Cleveland, or, or Darius Washington, Iman Marshall, Juwan James, who hasn't played since what twenty twenty. And then there's yeah. Derek Wolf. Derek Wolf's well, not there. I think all these guys are dealing with injuries. You know, Ben Cleveland not being there is obviously he's out. He maybe was inside getting rehab. All those guys are dealing with minor or, or you know uh, injuries. You know, Juwan James you know, hasn't played in two seasons because he's been hurt. Yeah, so I think he, he they're gonna they're gonna ease him along for death. Um, yeah, these guys don't. I don't think they're there because they're hurt, not because they didn't want to be there. Okay. All right. Well, let's focus on some of the good things that happened out there today. And let's start with a group that's getting a lot of focus. It almost seems to be an annual rite of passage with the Ravens for people to be focused on the wide receiver core. So I, I know they're a little shorthanded there. Talk a little bit about what you saw, who stood out, who did not play so well. He had some drops last week, played really well today, caught every ball thrown him. Had an acrobatic catch in the end zone, end zone was really nice. Um, really played well. Really stepped up his game. I think. I think. That, um, you know, he threw the game, or I think it's sort of the bad taste in his mouth. How he played last week again, even though it's it's, it's a voluntary camp. Um, Makai Polk, Andre the rookie, looked pretty good. Um, James Prochet also looked very good. He did, James Prochet always looks good in practice. You know, so if we got to see what this guy can do to get on the field. Um. Tyler Wallace also pretty decent. He had a couple drops, though, so really mixed on him. Uh, Benjamin Victor, another guy who seems to show up in the preseason and play well, um, also had a good good practice. And uh, Shamar, Shamar Bridges, another undrafted rookie, played well. So the, the receivers, they all they all look pretty decent as far as what I saw, as far as them catching balls. Um, you know, Now, they're, they're a young group, unproven group, so we'll see. This is something to keep an eye on as it evolves because of it. And I don't know if they're still in the market for a veteran guy to come in here and help these guys. Right. So you've got a, a crowded group of tight ends out there. And from what I could tell from some of the tweets from the beat guys, such as yourself, the Nick Boyle is looking really good. He's just pretty, re, pretty much reshaped his body. Talk about him a little bit. And Nick Boyle looks pretty good. You know, he's missed most of the past two seasons that leg injury, basically reconstructed surgery, which is a really, uh, you know, it could have ended his career. So, yeah, he looks good. I think like it really good today. Um, had some really good catches. Had some pushed off the, um, you know, pushed off with the defensive backs. Looked good. Um, another guy, Jack Oliver, is back in camp. I was surprised to see. Had a good practice. And of course, you know, one thing that really stands out is Mark Andrews. You know, he's a guy, a veteran guy. He really should not be practicing. He takes part in almost every drill, catches every pass thrown to him, blocks, plays his butt off. You know, he's really, he really, he's really, you know, sets the example for the younger players. You know, Mark Andrews is a guy who I've, I've really been impressed with the way he's played in his, in his voluntary workouts because he's definitely a guy. And I think that that's consistent with what we saw last year during training camp because he worked really hard. And, and, and when he was finished with the tight end drills, 
he run over with the wide receiver group and run routes with those guys. And I thought that that was a prelude of things to come for the 2021 season. And as we saw, he had a record setting season. So uh, Mark Andrews is probably the least of your worries. The only thing you worry about with him is that he overworks himself. That's what we said today. Is it really prudent to have him out there on so many drills because you do not want him getting hurt. You know, he, he's the guy that needs the least work but works the hardest. Exactly. Now let's let's flip to the other side of the football for a second and talk about the edge rushers because I, I know that that's another concern for Ravens fans. Uh, one of the guys I think that's fallen under the radar who did look good last year during training camp got hurt early in the season. I think it was his first game that he played and never really showed up again was Dalen Hayes. How's he looking up there? Well, I highlighted him. Dalen Hayes had a really good practice. Um, he really helped the interior pass rush, which is an area the Ravens are trying to improve. You know, he, he, put a lot of, he was in the backfield a lot, putting the pressure on the quarterbacks, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown, and Brad Huntley. He also knocked down a couple of passes at the line of scrimmage. He really looked if – he, if he's a guy who can stay healthy, he can be a wild card for this, this defensive group. I tell you also, um, outside the linebacker, Jalen Ferguson lost some weight. You know, he showed us some pounds. He looked quicker off the edge. And he's a guy that can be funny for a roster spot. He's only had four and a half sacks in the three seasons. So this is really a year that he really needs to step up and make plays. And ideally, I think Mike McDonald is a, is a guy who um, is really going to put a lot less on his plate than Wake Martindale did. I think Mike McDonald's going to basically tell Jalen Ferguson, get to the quarterback. Don't worry about you know, really, you know, pass coverage or, or stopping the run. Your job is to get their quarterback on third down. So we'll see how that works out. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a big year for Jalen Ferguson. Yeah, I was just going to ask you the same thing, Todd, with respect to how are those guys being used? Because not just last year, but in years past, we, we've seen like guys like Matt Judon dropping into coverage. And, you know, Zadarius Smith, sometimes when he was with the Ravens, he would drop into coverage, although his effectiveness was really inside the tackles. But you know, that, those, that's a frustrating thing when you have a guy who can get to the quarterback, but you have him dropping into coverage. Good to hear that Mike McDonald is going to be using those guys, at least early on, a little bit differently than Wink did. I, I want to talk a little bit about the defensive secondary because they really loaded up there. Did Kyle Fuller practice today? He did not, but Marcus Williams did. Okay. And Marcus Williams are pretty solid. Yeah, as far as signing his deal, I think, like yesterday and the day before, so I guess he wasn't in town. But um, Marcus Williams are really good. Um, the secondary, you know, another, another guy who really you, you have to note is Marlon Humphrey, another veteran guy who works his tail off at practice. He's another guy who's been in almost every drill. He's knocked down a bunch of passes. He's coaching up the younger guys. You know, he's done a really good job. You know, and he's really he's a guy. Also, another guy, even when he struggles, he's always he always talks to the media. He's always up front of bad performance. So yeah, and Marlon looks fully healthy. My injury from my chest injury last year. So he's the guy I'm, I'm expecting to have a bounce back season. The two quarterbacks that were probably the focus of most of the snaps today, you've got Brent Hundley and Tyler Huntley. So of the Huntley-Hundley uh, duel, which one of those guys looked the best? Neither guy was impressive. Um, I think Huntley threw the ball a little better. But Huntley's really I, – I, he's a little undersized. He's a little undersized than I thought he was. Um, he struggled – the, 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 the five receivers, he struggled with the pressure a little bit, had a couple overthrows. Tyler Huntley also, you know, he couldn't, he, had, he, he checked down a lot and missed a couple passes. But Huntley looked better than Huntley. But uh, the, Ravens, the Ravens need, sure, the Ravens need Lamar Jackson to play 17 games this year if they're going to make a playoff. Did they practice any field goals today? And if so, how successful were they? Uh, they uh, Tucker missed a couple. Um, but, you know, he might have tried some new stuff. Uh, Stout, once again, very good on the holds. 
very flawless. Um, you know, every time Stout's on the field, Sam Cook's about two feet away from him. So that's, that's, that's good to see. Um, so I think Stout's going to be a guy who's going to hit, hit the ground running. Um, as far as Tucker goes, I, I don't think you worry about the GOAT. I think, I think he's going to be ready. He missed a couple today, but last week he was like 100%. He'll be ready for the season. Any other standouts that caught your eye today? Um, got some notes here. Um, uh, Jalen Armour Davis, rookie fourth round pick, had an interception on a tip ball, looked really good. Um, Kyle Hamilton again, another great practice. Um, he was working against the tight end most of the day, including Mark Andrews. He did a really good job. He's a physical kid, um, and the Ravens, the Ravens like this guy. They're really eye on him. So yeah, um, Hamilton's a guy who looks like he's, looks like he's ready to make a first year impact. Um, and I will say that, um, you know, uh, Dobbins, you know, um, he was doing a little light running on the side. And also, Patrick Priest and Josh Bynes also, um, they were still connected at the hip today, talking about what they should do, talking about the defense. And when they weren't in the drills, they were actually running sprints behind behind the team. So that's also good to see. Um, yeah, so this Ravens team, has a, they, they certainly feel like they have a new focus this year. Todd, did you notice if the three safeties, those three safeties being Kyle Hamilton, which you just mentioned, Marcus Williams and Chuck Clark, were they on this field together as an 11-man uh, unit at all? Not really. Um, I have to remember the rookies, um, but, you know, but that, we asked um, Mike McDonald about that. And he said, look, this is the way you put the best 11 players on the field, you worry about the positions later. So I think that's what I mean. The Ravens, and he said, they're, they're looking at, he said, you know, philosophically, they're looking at the defense conceptually. You understand what they're trying to do, not worry so much about where you're playing. So, yeah, we will when – when, when training camp starts, when the season starts, we're going to see a lot of those guys on the field at the same time, the three of them, whether they put, you know, Hamilton up an inside linebacker and a nickel and a dime, whatever. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what McDonald does because I do think the Ravens are going to put the best 11 players on the field, and certainly those three are part of the best 11. The other coordinator, Greg Roman, I, I think he was on the, at the podium today as well. Is, am I right? Yes, he really was, Jack. Okay. Did anyone ask him anything about the Marquise Brown trade and some of the things that Marquise said, you know, when he was departing Baltimore? They did. And, he, you know, he said uh, he doesn't really listen to the media, the outside noise. He said, oh, drive you crazy to pay attention to it. So, yeah, yeah Greg Rowan was very good at giving a standard answer, um, for, you know, in the castle. Um, he didn't really give you much. He was asked about that and sort of declined really to, to add a fuel more to that fire. Did they ask him at all about Lamar and, and if these practices will be, you know, an impediment upon his development in 2022? Because from what I was told, there's going to be new parts of the offense installed. That, that's exactly right, Tony. That's exactly what he said. Um, he was a little more upfront about that when he was asked about how if Lamar is going to have to play catch up. And Roman said, yeah, there are a lot of new elements in his offense that he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to pick up. So, yeah, he said Lamar's going to have to play some catch-up as far as picking up some of the new, new nuances and new schemes in the offense because it's going to be a different type of offense than what he saw last year, which, of course, is, is going to be the case because if they're healthy, they got this running game back together. We're going to see a lot more RPO and not let's throw the ball downfield. That's Todd Karpovich. He's the man on the scene for Russell Street Report in this special edition of Word on the Street brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Once again, discover the healing power of hemp. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Stay cool out there, my friend. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tony.